Blog Talk Radio. Defense Watch Radio, on the front lines of truth and liberty. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! That's right, hell's going to be coming with Donald Trump in the year 2018. And I'm telling you, this is going to be the year of the wrath of Trump. And that's going to be the subject of the next hour on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. This is Ray Starman, your host, live from Los Angeles, California. Where it's a chilly 60 degrees, got a little fog here along the ocean. Uh, everybody's just freezing. Uh, in a little while, I'll give you a little wind chill temperature report for the rest of the country. Uh, nothing to worry about here. Uh, you see people walking around in down jackets when it's uh, 55 here. It's pretty sad. Today's subject, though, the wrath of Trump on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. We're going to talk about how Trump is going to use this year to get back at the deep state, at the Clintons at Comey, at Mueller, at everybody at everybody that's been going after him in the last year since he's elected. This is the year of revenge, and I'm telling you, it's coming. I can feel it. I think a lot of other people do. The deep state, the globalist, the Clinton crime family, they are going down. They are going down big time, and most of them are going to be going to jail. Let's talk a little bit about the news for five minutes, like I always do, a little news recap. There's a lot of stuff going on today. The first one, it's a great story. It was on a several news outlets. The uh, talks about how the uh, how the establishment they uh, they're trying to use the Twenty Fifth Amendment against uh, President Trump again, saying that uh, you know he's mentally ill, he's uh, mentally unstable. You know this guy, this guy stays up all night watching TV in his bathrobe. He has to be mentally ill. He's watching reruns of uh, of SWAT at two in the morning. The guy's mentally ill. I mean, come on. You know, it's just outrageous. They have this Yale professor, you know, some communist at Yale named Brandy Lee, who's the author of the book, The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump. <laughs> so she's already, uh, let's just say, biased going into this. Talking about, uh, she was on CNN, talking to, uh, to uh, Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon about how, uh, you know, President Trump is uh, is deranged. He's mentally ill. He's he's just going to unravel. You want to know what's going to unravel in 2018? The Clinton crime family, the deep state plot to take over this guy, the the, the Russian Maskarovka fairy tale of the Russian collusion. That's going to unravel. It's all going to unravel because behind the Democrats is nothing more than one crime after another. That's all it is. And they've spun all their crimes and everything they've done, all the treason, trying to spin it on President Trump and the Republicans. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because this year is the year of the wrath of Trump. Oh, uh, Professor Lee also said that President Trump's tweets are uh, dangerous and show how uh, erratic he is. So apparently if you send a tweet now, um, you're mentally ill. How about Meryl Streep? She's sending tweets, tweets back. She tweets. She's fighting with uh, Donald Trump Jr. I think Merrill's mentally ill. I, I, I know that she's a conceited jackass. Uh, she, maybe she's mentally ill, too. What she is is overrated, and she needs to make her final curtain call and retire. Because every, every movie I turn on, Meryl Streep is in there. You know, she's playing Godzilla. Oh, she's going to play uh, Sergeant Stryker in the remake of Sanji Iwo Jima. Oh, here she is as Catherine Graham. Oh, she's singing in Mamma Mia. Is there anyone else in Hollywood around except for Meryl Streep? Apparently not. Apparently not. Oh, back on the uh, 25th Amendment story, we have uh, neocon jackass Bill Crystal 
you know, the guys at the editor of the Weekly Standard. You know, Bill Crystal talks like this, you know, like the guy you met at the Peninsula Club last night. And he says that, you know, VP Pence should really start drafting a statement, uh, continuing continuity of government. As far as Trump's uh, complete lack of mental stability, that uh, we really need to get this process going where Trump is out. Of course, because Crystal is part of the establishment. He's a globalist. He's a hack. He's a neocon. You know what a neocon is? It's somebody who never served in the military, but wants you or your kid to go take a bullet for some BS uh, nonsense over in a foreign country that has nothing to do with the national security of the United States. That's what it is. Okay. You think Crystal ever served? Of course not. Of course not. This guy wasn't even in the Boy Scouts. His most strenuous job, he had, well, he had a, a job as a caddy at the golf club where his dad worked. But, you know, he, he, he was one of these guys that was behind that Iraq war. Oh, yeah, send those kids into the meat grinder. But you think he would have ever gone in or any of these other neocons like Wolfowitz? <laughs> Never in a million years. Never. Let's moving on to uh, the Comey memos. Remember when uh, James Comey? Scumbag at large was uh, penning all those uh, those memos and, you know, that apparently most of them were classified, according to uh, uh, Bill Gertz, the Washington Free Beak. And uh, they're all, almost all of them, about 80 percent of them were classified when he leaked them to the press. More work for Jeff Sessions, who possibly, maybe we're all hoping, might have arisen from his slumber in his little. Did you ever see that episode of Seinfeld where uh, George has the. Uh, carpenter build that little sleeping compartment under his desk at work and he's napping all day and steinbrenner can't find him and his boss can't find him i think that's what sessions has been doing he's been sleeping under his desk apparently he's starting to wake up maybe maybe and uh, comey would certainly be one of the people that uh, needs to be looked at under investigation according to fox news as of about half an hour ago there are now four investigations going on now at the DOJ concerning the Clintons or the uh, Obama administration. The first one of the, we'll talk about some of these in detail when we uh, come back after a station break in a few minutes, the uh, email investigation. Okay. And we're going to, I'm going to talk about that in detail of what exactly this woman did. Uh, as far as those of you, you know, this stuff can be very complicated. You hear a little burst here and there, you know, from Hannity or Tucker Carlson, yada, yada. Well, what's going on? But I'm going to explain what she exactly did as far as the email stuff. I'm going to talk about the Uranium One scandal. That's just been opened up an investigation of that. Uh, the Clinton Foundation, which is <laughs> – yeah, that that's just was just a money laundering operation. And apparently the uh, Obama administration's uh, looking the other way of Hezbollah because, you know, we wouldn't want to shake up that Iran deal with our buddies, the Iranians, the mullahs. Little message to the mullahs from usdefensewatch.com uh, and US Defense Watch Radio. May you burn in hell. And I'm cheering on those brave people in Iran who have the guts to try to do something and change the government there in uh, in Iran. I know uh, a lot of young people are pro-Western on the side of uh, of the United States and Western Europe, and they would love nothing more than get rid of those scumbags that are running their country. Let's take a look at the uh, windshield map right now in the United States. It's a, uh, it is a cold, a cold 59 degrees here along the coast in Southern California. Let's take a look at some of these other places though. Chicago, eight below windshield. And you go over there into, uh, Western Illinois, look around Quincy, Illinois, about minus 16 right now. Iowa minus 18. Let's go up there to the Northeast. You got, uh, Northern Vermont along Lake Champlain about 27 below zero. Manhattan looks like about six below zero, the wind chill. Even going all the way into the deep south, into Georgia and Alabama, it's 27 degree wind chill. It is cold out there. If you are listening to the show from one of those places where it's cold, just uh, make yourself a cup of coffee and stay warm, please. Stay warm. It is really bad out there, and it's the, apparently it's going to go on for uh, a little bit longer. This could be a bad winter. For the uh, for the Northeast, we come back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. We're going to talk at length about the deep state's war on Donald Trump and how Donald Trump is counter going to counterattack. This is the year of the counterattack of the wrath of Trump, and this guy is no candy ass. He is going to fight back. He's going to take the fight to him, and we'll be right back to explain all how he's going to do it on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. 
soundtrack to the Jane Bourne movies. They were great books by Robert Ludlum. And that was the uh, Creamways, the soundtrack to all the Bourne movies by Moby. Great, great soundtrack. And I think uh, a great soundtrack for the lead-in for today, tonight's show, The Wrath of Trump. Because Trump is going to be using some extreme ways with people that are under him to finally deal a death blow to the deep state and to the Clinton crime family's crimes and lock these people up and throw away the key where they belong. And let's hope that uh, we're all sending a, a fruitcake to Hillary Clinton in prison in a couple of years where she belongs and the rest of them. All right. First of all, let's talk about everybody's heard about the, uh, the her, Hillary's email server, that whole scandal. Exactly. You know, what in the heck is going on with that? Most people are, like I said, you know, you hear little tidbits, but, you know, what did she do? She comes on there and says, oh, I did nothing wrong. I never sent or received anything classified. You mean uh, wipe my server with a cloth? No, Hillary, with bleach bit. Just that. Is that program that wipes out everything? Yeah, yeah, it's stronger than a cloth. All right, so let's, let's take a look at this and summarize. While serving as Secretary of State from 2009 to 2013, Mrs. Clinton conducted State Department business by sending and receiving thousands of classified emails on a private server stored in the bathroom of a hipster company in Boulder, Colorado. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a national security felony right there on both of them. She allowed it to happen. And these guys who have – I know that they have no clearance. They, these guys don't have clearance to anything except maybe to buy some pot there in Colorado. Okay? Two – there's a big national security violation there that she's storing classified information on a server that is unsecure. Ding. Let's move on and talk about, so the server's not secure, meaning it could not scramble or encrypt classified information. The people who ran the company had no clearances. I just said to handle it. Those are both violations of national security laws. Which national security laws exactly the exact statute, I cannot tell you. You need to listen to a guy like Judge Napolitano or uh, Greg Jarrett, who knows a heck of a lot of stuff, who's a lawyer on Fox News. Okay. There's several types of classified information. The lowest level of classified material is designated confidential, then there's secret, and then top secret. Any of these three levels of classified information can also have a caveat, such we call, called no form. No foreign dissemination. That's just one of many caveats. The highest levels of classified information are known colloquially as above top secret. But they're really SCI, sensitive compartment and information, SCP, special access program information. Uh, the SCI, usually signals intelligence, electronic intelligence, imagery intelligence. SAP stuff is usually some kind of human intelligence operation, AK spies that the CIA might be running a foreign country. For example, you're an Iranian general, you're giving information to the United States. That, that operation might be codename, you know, whatever, hot dog, whatever. Uh, they never pick a code name that has anything to do with, that could match anything involved with the operation. Okay, so most military intelligence personnel, top secret access information. Many people in the civilian intelligence agencies. Some have top secret SEI and SAP access together. People are only given access to information they need to know, which protects them and the nation's security. Mrs. Clinton, as Secretary of State, had one of the highest clearances of the country, certainly had access to both top secret SEI and SAP information at the same time. Okay. The release of SEI information for example, to unauthorized personnel 
and this is the definition of it, could cause grave damage to U.S. national security. Grave damage. So the release of SAP information could also cause grave damage to U.S. national security. And put also the lives of the foreign sources in mortal danger. Remember, SAP, human intelligence, usually. Okay. As Secretary of State, Ms. Clinton, like I said, dealt with information every day, some of it SCI and SAP. Yet, she claims she never sent or received any information marked classified at the time she had her hands on it. How would she do business as America's chief diplomat without ever sending or receiving classified information? I think what she was doing was she was telling her staff to delete the classification levels from the top and the bottom of each email and page and then send them to her. To remove the classification levels and to order it done is a felony. The other part of her argument that is ludicrous is her consistent statement or statements that she's made in the past that she never handled information on a non-secure server that was classified at the time. <clears throat> in Hillary's mind, <clears throat> she said it, sent it, not classified. Later on, turned to classified. Well, 99.99% of the classified information is, is either is classified at the time, and never, very rarely is it later on classified. It's not like an egg that doesn't incubate and hatches. And you have to wonder who has broken in and gotten copies of these emails. I'm betting the Russians do, the Chinese, the Iranians, the, Nor- the NOCOs, <coughs> excuse me, maybe even ISIS have some or all of the thousands of classified information that passed through Mrs. Clinton's server in the bathroom closet of a Boulder, Colorado company. No, nothing suspicious there. Nothing. Okay. And what do the bad guys know because of what she did? Basically, they have more idea of our SIGINT capabilities, our electronic ELINT programs, our human sources, various odds and ends of diplomatic speak. Give the, operate, the opposition a picture of how we think and operate across the world, all courtesy of Hillary Clinton. At one time, the FBI had 147 people working on this case. I don't know who is working on it right now. You know, apparently that, uh, according to Hillary, too, that these emails were all just about uh, Chelsea's wedding, uh, yoga, and uh, emails from Bill, who apparently has never emailed anything in his whole life. And one wonders, why did she have this private server set up? What? Was she thinking? I think what she was doing, with the help of Huma Abedin, we'll get into later, I think she was passing on some of this information in exchange for donations to the Clinton Foundation. That's exactly what she was doing. And so apparently the DOJ has finally gotten off its duff and is basically going to investigate the email server fiasco once again, as well they should. Let's talk about the uh, Uranium One deal. And so if Trump can basically, I mean, I, I think that uh, Greg Jarrett and Napolitano had said a few months ago that, you know, she broke uh, 18 or 19 U.S. national security uh, felony and misdemeanor violations laws. So, I mean, they probably got enough on there to put her away forever. Okay, let's talk about the Uranium One deal. Everybody, some people have heard about the Uranium deal, what exactly was going on, basically, uh, with the State Department's approval and Hillary Clinton was, uh, was the um, Secretary of State, a total disaster, too. And Susan Rice was the National Security Advisor. What an egotistical jerk she is. She knows nothing, and she was a disaster, too. Uh, we sold, they sold uh, 20% of the United States' uranium supply, or that we had accumulated, to the Russians. We don't have uranium ourselves, okay? And it's not just used to make nuclear weapons, which we're selling to people that apparently are, are you know, our arch enemy. Certainly an enemy, an adversary. Um, but the uranium is also used on a lot of the um, imaging machines. Go get a CAT scan, an MRI, old x-ray stuff. All uranium is used for it. Okay. In 2013, Rosatom Ross Adams, excuse me, backed by the Russian state, acquired a Canadian uranium mining company called Uranium One, which has assets in the U.S. Through the deal, Russia is able to own about 20% of the U.S. uranium production cap capability. Okay, Apparently, the agreement was sponsored by nine government agencies, including the State Department. Okay, They all signed off on it. 
the big problem is is that while these uranium this uh, uranium one deal was going on in the sale uh, bill clinton was receiving five hundred thousand dollars for speeches in russia for one speech and apparently some of the investors involved in the uranium one deal have donated millions of dollars to the clinton foundation in a nutshell she helps authorize it we give 20 percent of our uranium away to people who are our arch enemy in exchange for more money flowing into the Clinton Foundation, the nonprofit money laundering operation, pay for play. Okay. Peter Schweitzer is the guy who broke this in his 2015 book is called Clinton Cash. Uh, he's really the guy. I mean, if you really want to delve deeply into reading about this, get his book, Clinton Cash, or read, you know, Google on YouTube any of the interviews recently with him on it. And, uh, you know, Trump knows what's going on. He knows what's going on. Uranium deal to Russia, Trump tweet. With Clinton helping Obama administration now, it's the biggest story that the fake media doesn't want to follow. That was in October. Multiple congressional committees, as well as the Justice Department, are looking into the Russian collusion into the presidential election and ties between the Russians and the State Department as far as the Uranium One deal. It stinks. It stinks. And apparently, the DOJ is finally going to do something about it and investigate. This is the second investigation they were talking about at Fox News. Check out uh, Tucker Carlson tonight. He's got a big segment on the foreign investigation talking about it. All right. Let's go into the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton Foundation, which apparently, you know, it's Bill Clinton and the Clintons, you know, it's their feel-good liberal. Oh, we're helping people. You know, we, 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 we did this. We sent some money to these people, you know, after a hurricane swept through Haiti and this and that. They're not helping anybody. They've never helped anybody except themselves their whole life. They're just – they're basically – they're just good old boss hog type criminals. You know, Hillary comes from Chicago, which is a lot of crooks. You know, the Chicago library, and she met Bill from Arkansas. He's basically a boss hog character. They're just, they're just a bunch of crooks. And they've been getting away with this stuff for t- decades. Well, 2018 is going to be a year that they're not going to be getting away with it anymore. The Clinton Foundation is basically was, I, I don't know, still actually is operating right at this moment, a pay place. Basically, the foreign government, you want um, the U.S. to, you know, give you a or you want this to happen in your country, the U.S. can make it happen, the State Department can make it happen. Oh, we can't make it happen unless uh, we get like a $100 million uh, you know, donation to the Clinton Foundation. Then we can make it happen. That's the kind of thing that was going on everywhere across the world into the Clinton What do you think would have happened if this witch would have been elected? She would have hooked up the conveyor belt from the the Clinton Foundation into the Oval Office, and the money would have just been flowing in. They would have been bagging it right there. Okay? She's so upset because she lost a lot of money on this thing. You don't care about helping anybody? You've got to be kidding me. These people are the scum of the earth. They're criminals. They're blackguards, villains. Call them whatever you want. Their crimes are as old as time. The only difference between Bill Clinton and Hillary is that Bill has a more charming personality. He could burn down your house and convince you it was a good idea. You know, she just has no personality. You know, and, and the guys that are, have been also on all this, this Clinton crime stuff are Judicial Watch. You know, here's the headline. Judicial Watch email show Clinton Foundation pay for pay, play scheme. That's what it was. You're a foreign country. Let's say you're, uh, I don't know. Lichtenstein, you need the uh, U.S. State Department's blessing on something to make it happen. I don't know what it is. Whatever. Um, yeah, you need Lichtenstein. From the U.S. government. Well, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get those air defense weapons to stop a air attack from Switzerland unless uh, you donate to the Clinton Foundation, Lichtenstein. Oh, okay. How much do you need? Uh, I'm going to check for $40 million should do it today. Uh, okay, here you go. Oh, here come the air defense weapons flowing into Liechtenstein. Well, that's what happened, but obviously not those countries, um, other countries across the world. It's just total corruption and greed and naked villainy, as Shakespeare once wrote about in Richard III. 
Thus I clothe my naked villainy and appear the saint when really I'm the devil. You know, here we go. Another one. Pay to play at Clinton State Department exposed in uh, new emails, Watchdog says. I mean, it goes on and on and on. In, in, the, in the center of all this is Huma Abedin. We're going to talk about her when we get right back on U.S. Defense Watch as well. We'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. Continue to talk about the many crimes of the Clinton crime family, the deep state, and how Trump is going to go after him and how he's doing it right now as you speak. The wheels of justice, though they grind increasingly fine, are fine going to go after him. I can't even remember that line. I think I need some coffee. We'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. Watch Radio. We've got about 30 minutes left here. A brisk, chilly night in Los Angeles at 59 degrees. I don't know how I'm going to survive it. That's 59 degrees, a little fog, a little wind, humidity about, I don't know what the humidity is. And the wheels of justice, though they grind increasingly slow, they grind fine, which means basically that uh, things take time, but eventually, as Maud would say to Hillary, God is going to get you. You can only get away with this stuff so long, Hillary. Here's another example of the Clinton Foundation crimes. In July 2009, Zachary Schwartz, an associate for donor Steve, contacted Douglas Bann, a Clinton Foundation official, and former top aide to President Bill Clinton, requesting help on visas for Cuba for a film production crew from Bing Shanghai, Shangri-La Entertainment Band. Request was forwarded to Aberdeen, Huma Aberdeen, who was, uh, we'll talk about it later, who's actually a Saudi or a Syrian intelligence officer, asking her to call Schwartz ASAP. Aberdeen said she would, being reportedly donated between $10 million and $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. Hey, it's funny how a check like that opens doors with these people. And how much of that money do you think was going to help those poor children or poor, you know, hurricane victims? What, 2%? I think it was. I think that somebody did a study of that. That actually only about five percent or ten percent of the Clinton Foundation money is actually going anywhere to help anybody. It's all front. It's a complete. It's a complete crock. Everybody knows it. And finally, something is going to be done about it. this. Is investigation number three going on? I'm not going to talk about Hezbollah. Uh, tonight, there's too much to go into that, but you know, apparently, Obama administration looked the other way while the Hezbollah was dealing cocaine and doing all sorts of things all over the world because we wouldn't want to screw up that deal with those mullahs there in Iran. You know, I, I don't know how Iran has avoided genuine grade A United States military butt kicking since 1979, but they have. I, I don't know how they did it. They're very clever. Just as we're about ready to tee off on them, something happened, but you know, apparently. Uh, uh, Obama thought that, uh, you know, if we kept sending them billions of dollars of unmarked bills in the middle of the night, that uh, they were going to be our buddies. Maybe fly in James Taylor with a uh, plane load of Pier 1 candles. We can all sing Kumbaya. Or maybe send that Navy lieutenant who surrendered his riverine craft and uh, thank the Iranians for being such genuine kindness while Chief Petty Officer in the background bawling his head off. Yeah, that's Ray Mabus' Navy in 2016. 20, was that 2016? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that what a great what a great uh, vision of U.S. military prowess that was for the world. Oh, thank you, thank you, Iranians for 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 being so hospitable towards us. Um, and then Chief Petty Officer is crying in the background. <laughs> maybe I can maybe I think he 
probably just wanted to go on Oprah and tell Oprah about all his problems he had. Why well, was a violating the code of conduct, Articles One and Two there on international TV. Okay, so four investigations open. Finally, the DOJ is getting off its stuff. I don't know if Jeff Sessions is going to last. Um, honestly, I wish he'd uh, be uh, you know sent packing back to Alabama and. Uh, you know, maybe he can be assistant coach down there at the University of Alabama football team, uh, whatever. But uh, I'd love to see Rudy. Bring in Rudy Giuliani is like a uh, pinch hitter. It's the it's the the fifth inning. Get him in there. He's home run hitter, and have Rudy Giuliani just freaking tear a path of agony through these criminals. That is what we need. But I think Sessions is doing. I think he's under pressure. I don't know. I always thought that the Clintons had him blackmailed or something. I don't know. Who knows? You know, maybe, you know, man, blackmail, maybe, you know, he ended up with Floyd the Barber or something and, you know, he's trying to hide it. But uh, apparently things are starting to happen. And I'm telling you, what a devastating blow that would be to the deep state, the globalists, and the Democratic Party if you see the Wicked Witch of Chappaqua, Slick Willie, Comey, Mueller, because he's involved in Uranium 1 2, Brennan, Obama, Susan Rice, Ben Rose, and the rest of these people in handcuffs. Well, and I forgot about, of course, Huma. We're going to talk about her in a second. Uh, some of them might not be. I don't think they're uh, going to get Obama. But uh, certainly Hillary Clinton, Huma, Comey is the top three. Maybe Susan Rice, Ben Rhodes. You know, they're, they're behind the, you know, uh, what was it? Susan Rice said, oh, President Trump, don't say anything about those those kids, those kids who want freedom there in Iran, just let the mullahs keep running everything. By the way, we've got a shipment of uh, $200 billion in unmarked Swiss francs flying into Tehran International Airport and an unmarked Gulfstream in, uh, in cigar boxes. Don't worry about that, though, because they're our new friends, the mullahs from Iran. Okay, let's talk about Huma Abedin because she's at the center of a lot of this email stuff. Huma Abedin has always, you know, being an ex-Army intelligence officer – which makes me uh, perhaps a little bit paranoid and cynical more than the rest of the world. I have always suspected this woman was not what she said she was. I've always suspected it. It's not because she's a Muslim or whatever. I've suspected her background stinks of foreign intelligence officer. Let's talk a little bit about Huma Abedin. She was born in 1976. She, of course, Hillary's uh, right-hand woman, Anthony Weiner's um, ex-wife. Who was born in 1976 to Saeed Zalnu Abedin and Salaya Mahmoud Abedin in Michigan. family moved to Jihad, where Huma lived until returning to the U.S. for college at the age of 18. In two years, she was working at the White House as an intern for then First Lady Hillary Clinton. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, what's the name of the movie? I can't even remember it now. With Kevin Costner, where he's a Soviet agent and. Uh, uh, actually posing as a U.S. Navy officer in the Pentagon. This is what this reminds me. I mean, James Jesus Angleton, the late counterintelligence chief of the CIA, would be going crazy right now. So both of her parents were educators. Father was in, born in India, Islamic Middle Eastern scholar. The mother, also a... Um, Founded the Journal of Muslim Minority Affairs. She's involved in a lot of uh, causes to continue Sharia law. Known as a trusted advisor to Hillary, particularly on the Middle East, prior to the Democratic parties in 2007, when she was labeled as Hillary Clinton's secret weapon. And basically, she's Hillary's, after having taken over the position as Hillary's top aide and personal advisor prior to a 2000 New York Senate run. The question is, look, how do you just come from nowhere, integration, to be Hillary's top aide, okay? You think you just walk into the White House? Hey, I want to be Trump's top aide, you know? I want to be uh, Senator Orrin, uh, Orrin Hatch's top aide. I'm just going to walk in. I'm 18 years old. I just want to enter. Yeah, just it all works so easily. How did she get in? Who got her in? I don't know. And how did she get to their attention? Why? Because she's smart? There's a lot of people that are smart in the world. Okay, they don't trust her. She grew up. She, okay, she was born in America. Foreign parents studied abroad. 
mother, uh, Salah Abedin, uh, supports female genital mutilation, the death penalty for leaving Islam, subordination of women, participation of women in violent jihad. Okay, And this woman is the right-hand person for Hillary Clinton as when she was the Secretary of State. Good God. You know, this is like something out of a movie. A mysterious woman suddenly captures the attention of a country's leader, rather high place insider, covertly together to secret information. Clearly. I mean, I'm telling you, this woman is working for somebody, okay? You know, how about all the classified documents they found on Anthony Weiner's laptop? How did he get those documents? Okay. I mean, it just goes on and on. There's a great article on usdefensewatch.com called Huma Abedin Working For. Uh, it's not, I did not write the article. It's uh, curated content from the good site uh, folks over at uh, All News Pipeline. They do some very good stuff and they have a really long article about this woman's foreign ties, um, her ties with 9-11 hijackers, her mother's uh, radical Islamic beliefs. Also, Huma Abedin has many of these beliefs as well. Why? Her uh, ties with the Muslim Brotherhood. What in the name of God was this woman doing as the Secretary of State's right-hand woman? I mean, how did she even get a clearance? But apparently anybody gets clearance. Now Reality Winner got a clearance. You know? Spencer Communist SOB Rapone has a clearance. That's another story in itself, the communist lieutenant. Here's one. In 2013, in a story from the National Review, we learned that Huma worked for many years at a journal that promotes Islamic supremacist ideology that was founded by a top al-Qaeda financier, Abdullah Omar Nassif. Nassif ran the Rabita Trust, a formerly designated foreign terrorist organization under American law. Ms. Abedin and Nassif overlapped the Journal of Muslim Minority Affairs for at least seven years. Throughout that time, 96 to 2003, Ms. Abedin also worked for Hillary Clinton in various capacities. Huma Abedin is basically working for both Hillary Clinton and those funding the terrorists responsible for attacking America on 9-11. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. One of Clinton's biggest accomplishments, of course, is that she, uh, I list on her website, how her support for the UN Women's Conference in Beijing in 1995, women's rights. Women's rights are human rights, blah, blah, blah. However, soon after that historic and transformational 95 event, as Clinton recently described it, her top eight who Abedin published articles in a Saudi journal taking Clinton's feminist platform apart piece by piece. At the time, Abedin was assistant editor of the Journal of Muslim Minority Affairs, working under her mother, who remains editor-in-chief. Also working in the White House as an intern for then Hillary Clinton. It goes on and on here. You know, this woman, like I said, a lot of ties to radical Islam here. Great article from the All News Pipeline. I'm telling you right now, she has ties to radical Islam. Two, I do not believe that she's loyal to the United States. I believe she is a foreign intelligence officer for either the Saudis, the Syrians, maybe even the Russians. I'm putting my bets on Saudi Arabia. Uh, and she, that's where her access to radical jihadists comes into play. And, of course, the deep state will say everything's all right with Huma. Why are you questioning these people? Let's just, let's just let this whole thing blow over. Come on about Hillary's thing. So what if she was sent and receiving classified information on non-secure servers? So what if she put people's lives in danger? You know, she's a Clinton. She can get away with everything because it's a double standard here. I mean, either, either it's a country of laws or it isn't. Either there's a rule of law or there isn't. And, and I think that's what's going to come out. 2018 is going to be the year of the rule of law as part of the wrath of Trump to take down these scumbags who have infiltrated into the government at all levels, at all levels, at every possible level. When we come back on U.S. defense, we're going to take a very short break, continue talking about some of these people that infiltrated into the U.S. government levels at the highest level, Trump, how Trump can take them down. What else is he going to do? Uh, as he's promised as part of his uh, his platform originally when he ran for office. And we'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio.
And we're back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. This is Ray Starman, your host. I'm also the editor-in-chief of usdefensewatch.com, a site that's been around for about two years. And every day has original, politically incorrect, no-holds-barred, action-packed content that you will not find on any other site. If you really want to know what's going on in the world, especially in the U.S. military, go to usdefensewatch.com. Let's take another quick temperature check here. It's cold out there, folks. It is really cold out there. Let's pull up my uh, my windshield map. Oh, it's really cold out there. 17 below in upstate New York. 25 below in Montreal. It's really cold out there. 17 below in Green Bay. Good God. cold out there folks stay warm if you're in one of those places stay warm little technical difficulty there on us defense watch radio not everything works perfectly all the time here but unlike lawrence o'donnell i'm not going to scream and throw stuff at my interns i've got one intern here and i know she wouldn't want me throwing stuff at her especially because she is a cat (laughs) who's probably sleeping right now Because it's cold for it's 59 degrees here in Los Angeles, unlike some of those other temperatures out there. Okay, we've got about 16 minutes left, 17 minutes left on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. And as I promised when I first started this, we're going to obviously have more and more guests as time uh, passes here. It won't always be me just talking. I like to interview people. We're going to have a lot of great guests coming up. We're going to have the Ranger School Fraud Show with uh, a former Ranger School instructor, 75th Ranger Regiment member, former member, Sergeant Bubba Moore, and that is just one of the shows coming up, and the Desert Storm Roundtable, Desert Storm of the Forgotten War, where Major General Jack Lighty, among other guests, will talk about uh, how we won Desert Storm and what we did right and what we did wrong, and give us some insight into what what it was like to serve with General Norman Schwarzkopf. That'll be coming up in the next week, next week and a half on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. Let's talk about the wrath of Trump. We'll continue here. As with four investigations, Fox News reporting tonight, finally the Department of Justice getting off its butt to do something. Trump is going to come after all these people that have finally something is going to happen. He's not going to put up with this. He was basically on the ropes, playing defense in 2017. 2018 is the year of the counterattack. People have been saying it's coming. Roger Stone said it was coming. It's finally here. Things are starting to happen. For Steve Bannon, that whole thing, I really want to get into that tonight, but I'm telling you right now, I think Mr. Bannon is done. What he did was stupid. And, um, you know, I sort of thought Bannon was sort of this Martin Borman figure. Borman was uh, Hitler's secretary, kind of ran everything, was the, the guy who, you know, helped him. One of the people helped him rise to power, kept in the shadows. But Bannon obviously didn't want to remain in the shadows. And there are reports that uh, Bannon has been paid off by Soros. And I'm not reporting that, but other sites are. You might want to check that out if you Google uh, Bannon and Soros, Steve Bannon and uh, the Antichrist, uh, George Soros. Okay, what else is Trump going to do? He has been at war with the MSM, the mainstream media. They are nonstop. They're no longer new. CNN, a disgrace now. Everybody remembers CNN years ago when it at least tried to be basically neutral. They did have pretty good coverage of the Gulf War. That was sort of their greatest moment. And uh, right now it's just a farce with uh, Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper so aggrieved the rest of their, 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 their quote contributors and the conservative people they have on there are basically hacks from the deep state like Margaret Hoover, uh, S.E. Cup, once a conservative, then a liberal, maybe a conservative liberal, maybe in the middle, maybe doesn't even care as long as the checks keep flowing in from CNN, MSNBC, total disgrace, uh, with Mika and Joe and Chris Matthews and the rest of them. We don't go into further than that. Let's talk about what else is going to happen in 2018 with the wrath of Trump. The wrath of Trump. I almost said the wrath of Khan, but uh, let's call it the wrath of Trump. I think uh, I think there's going to be problems with North Korea. I, I don't really – I'm not sure if there's going to be a nuclear war, but there could be actually be a, a U.S. first strike. I just don't think that this administration is going to permit North Korea – to have uh, ICBMs that can threaten the United States. It's one thing, uh, China and Russia bad enough to have ICBMs that can threaten the United States. 
China and Russia a little bit more realistic. Um, Russia basically always have been chess players during even the darkest days of the Cold War. Push it, push it, push it. What do we get? Back off, push back again. China is all about business. We might have a confrontation with them someday in the Pacific um, over the Spratleys uh, and other places. But uh, the Chinese are about money. And uh, as long as we can have a good business relationship with them, uh, I don't think we're going to be uh, best buddies, but uh, we can just be trading partners and uh, let's just call it maybe good acquaintances with money. And they're the key really dealing with this whole North Korean thing. Uh, one, if we ever wanted to hit North Korea, and I think something might be in the cards, I'm just saying that from just reading the news myself, we got to get China's permission. And uh, we might make some deal with them in the sense that, uh, you know, we hit them, maybe they move in. And I know that China is massing some troops on the North Korean border. I heard that on the radio uh, about 36 hours ago. We might have just said to them, hey, you guys move in. You guys can have it. It'll be better than it is now. Okay, it won't be, uh, you know, Jeffersonian democracy there, but at least it'll be cap- authoritarian capitalism. You know, China is the sort of, you know, authoritarian communism, capitalism, whatever you want to call it. All their communist policies, like all communist economic policies, were a disaster. So they basically adopted capitalism, but they're still an authoritarian country. Uh, we've got to work with China on this one. I don't think we could just go without, without their uh, approval. There's also the Guns of Navarone solution where we send in, you know, five guys to, or whatever, kill the guy. Coup d'etat, we've got some generals working with us. They come in, uh, and, you know, they're... Work, they're maybe China's involved too. They're going to transform this place into bring it out of darkness. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to be along the lines of South Korea, but it would be better than it is now. Something's going to happen there. I do not think that uh, Trump is going to allow North Korea to continue to threaten us. They have uh, capability where it can hit the United States with a nuclear weapon. Not happening. It's part of the wrath of Trump. Something will be done to deal with these people. Let's talk about the economy. The economy's just been flying. The Dow hit 25,000 in the last couple of days. Um, I mean, you can go on YouTube, <coughs> excuse me, anywhere on the Internet and Google how all these talking head jerks from mainstream media were saying, you know, when Trump is elected the day he is sworn in, the market is going to crash. I mean, everybody from George Stephanopoulos to the fools on CNN – the MSNBC people, I mean, to, you know, George, all these people, you know, Bill Crystal over there, Weekly Standard, you know, the market is just going to collapse. Oh, shut up, Crystal. You don't know anything. You didn't know anything about Iraq. You don't know anything now. You're running a newspaper basically because your dad gave it to you. You're just a neocon. Once again, what is a neocon? A guy who never served, but wants your kid to go take a bullet. That's what a neocon is. You know, and the the market is going to keep going. Are we going to see Dow thirty thousand by next year? At this time, I think it's it's possible. It really is. I mean, the guy has unleashed the economy. This is the greatest economy in the world. Obama doesn't want you to know that, or the Democrats, because they just want everybody to just linger in, in agony. You know, while these government programs and regulations just strangle everybody. Government is not the solution to anything. It's a, as George Washington said, it's a fire that must be controlled at all time. We'd probably be better off if the federal government, if 90% of it went away. We just had a national defense, whatever, whatever percentage. We just revert back to state governments. It is a fire that does nobody any good. What did Ronald Reagan say, the 10 worst words in the English language? Hi, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. And they're not helping. And, 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 and the Democrats have never figured that out. They have no conception of what it takes to run the economy, no conception about financial. They're, they're, they're not business people. They just think that you know, if they just pile on one BS government program, raise taxes, strangle you with regulations, that somehow that's how the, the economy is going to function. They need to read history and, and realize that it doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. When the reins are pulled off, when the government regulations are taken away, when the shackles are pulled off people, things are going to begin to happen, and you're already seeing it. And these idiot Democrats, they don't know. They don't even know what they're talking about. You know, this is the darkest day in U.S. history with the tax cut. Yeah, the darkest day. So the, the corporate tax rate just went from 35% to 21%. That's a dark day. Other companies coming in. 
You know, Nancy Pelosi doesn't give a damn. She's worth millions. You know how she made all her money? Well, her husband's rich because he was an investment banker. She made millions in Congress because guess what? If you're in Congress, there's no such insider trading. You hear about something's going to happen with a company? Hey, go ahead and look, you know, start buying some stock. Sell some stock short. That's how she made a lot of money. She doesn't care about you. None of these people do. Trump does, though. He cares about you. He cares about the forgotten man, the guy who's been just, just by globalism, by bad trade agreements, by Democrats who could care less, as long as, you know, as their identity politics keep flowing. Everybody's a racist who doesn't agree with them. Well, they keep strangling the American worker. That's why they're losing every the vote of every European American in this country except these liberal communists on the West Coast and these idiots in Manhattan or these Northeast academics. You know, the guys that talk like Bill Crystal. you know, Crystal should just be, declare himself a, a Democrat. Maybe he can have a show down there with Morning Joe and Mika. Yeah, what did Mika ever do? You know, her father was another globalist criminal. It's a big new. But apparently she knows everything. She is a sage of knowledge, sage of knowledge like Morning Joe. All right, what else is Trump going to do? I believe that 2018, part of the wrath of Trump is he is going to finally destroy Obamacare once and for all. What a socialist European wasteland, Euro trash idea that was. First of all, if you, you have to get insurance. If you don't, the government's going to fine you. I mean, that's right out of... That's right out of Sweden or something. You know, oh, that's going to help people. Now, Obamacare is doing nothing for everybody. If you're self-employed and want to get it, the deductibles are out of control. Oh, sir, uh, if you give us, uh, let's see, you're 50 years old, that'll be $700 a month, and your deductible is $20,000. Welcome to Obamacare. Oh, by the way, we need a bunch of information on how much money you make. Why does the government need to why, – why do I need to give somebody information on how much money I make to sign up for health care? Because the Democrats are in charge of it, and it's a big government wasteland, Euro trash, Euro crap operation that does nothing for anybody. But but Obama was going to give everybody health care. He was going to take care of us, just like those great health cares they have in Canada, you know, where everybody comes to the United States because uh, I'd like to have uh, surgery. Uh, hey there, uh, welcome to Canada. You have your uh, hip surgery in about five years. Oh, don't, that's okay. I'm just down to New York State. You know, or or in in the UK where they just let some kid die there a few months ago, didn't even try to help him. Or in Holland where, oh well, you are 60 years old, and uh, well, why don't we just euthanize you? We don't have to pay for you anymore. Yeah, that's government healthcare at its finest. Remember, a government big enough to give you everything is big enough to kill you. They have got to get rid of Obamacare once and for all and let the free market open up, let people buy health care across state lines. So if you're living in California, you don't, you don't have to buy some you know, jackass Camilla Harris policy uh, for you know $1,000 a month. You can buy something from a, a, a cross in Kentucky for $200 and get the government out of your life once and for all. I think it's going to happen in 2018 as part of the wrath, the wrath of Trump. You tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me. And I'm telling you, if I was if I was a globalist, if I was part of the deep state, I would not be giving a warm and fuzzy right now because you thought you're going to get you're going to take Trump down. You thought this guy was a pushover. You wanted him to just, you know, behave like the rest of these these puppets that have been presidents for years. Just do whatever you want. The globalists want to open up the borders, uh, bring in all the Muslims, uh, sign crappy trade deals, you know, bury the American worker. Well, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. This guy is not pushover, and he is going to counterattack. He already is. I encourage anybody to look over to – I don't – you know, I'm just not pushing a certain station, but check it out anywhere tonight for new investigations opening up. And the one thing Trump has got to do, too, is he's got to get General Mattis off his butt and try to fix the social engineering problems that are going on in the military. 
and all the problems that they've had in the Navy right now. You know, you've got you've got the Navy. I mean, at least McHale's Navy playing in the background. At least they won World War II. So many problems in the Navy this year. We've talked about it in the Army. You know, I mean, the Navy's become, like I said, I, I put my money on McHale's Navy. Those guys, Ernest Borgnine and Tim Conway, over the clowns right now in the surface Navy, colliding into stuff. It goes on and on. That's the day you could have a, a 10-hour show about that. But look to 2018 as to being a phenomenal year for Trump to start kicking some butt. And we had another president. He was more polished, perhaps. He was an actor. He knew how to speak a little bit better. It was a little smoother. They didn't have social media out trying to you know, take him down every day, but they had the mainstream media. But he made you feel good, just like Trump is. And he had America's best interests. And let's sign off on U.S. Defense Watch Radio with a little bit from President Ronald Reagan talking about that shining city on the hill. And that's about all I have to say tonight, except for one thing. The past few days, when I've been at that window upstairs, I've thought a bit of the shining city upon a hill. The phrase comes from John Winthrop, who wrote it to describe the America he imagined. What he imagined was important because he was an early pilgrim, an early freedom man. He journeyed here on what today we call a little wooden boat. And like the other pilgrims, he was looking for a home that would be free. I've spoken of the shining city all my political life. But I don't know if I ever quite communicated what I saw when I said it. But in my mind, it was a tall, proud city built on rocks stronger than oceans, windswept, God-blessed, and teeming with people of all kinds living in harmony and peace. A city with free ports that hummed with commerce and creativity. And if there had to be city walls, the walls had doors, and the doors were open to anyone with the will and the heart to get here. That's how I saw it and see it still. And how stands the city on this winter night? More prosperous, more secure, and happier than it was eight years ago. But more than that, after 200 years, two centuries, she still stands strong and true on the granite ridge, and her glow is held steady no matter what storm. And she's still a beacon, still a magnet for all who must have freedom. For all the pilgrims from all the lost places who are hurtling through the darkness toward home, we've done our part. And as I walk off into the city streets, a final word to the men and women of the Reagan Revolution, the men and women across America who for eight years did the work that brought America back. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left it in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, goodbye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. We did it, Kelly.